How's it going, audio listener? This is Christian Camargo, and today I am interviewing Samira Roshidi. She has been very patient with me on this podcast because there were some connection issues probably on my end or just Discord being Discord and not recording the conversation within 15 minutes in, but... It ended up working out, and she was willing to re-answer the questions for the interview. And I really just wanted to say thank you to her for just being patient again with that incident. But we had a good time in this conversation. I really enjoyed it. And really just want to say, like, she's been really helpful in answering the questions. And just knowing more about her, she is a cinematic animator she is currently working on Senua Saga of Hellblade 2 with Ninja Theory. Very exciting. I am looking forward to that. And she's done some cinematic work or cinematic animation work with the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game, which is also another amazing, um, like, it, that, it's this hype, okay? <laughs> Anyways, don't want to get sidetracked too much. want to get into this episode, but... Yeah, follow us on Spotify and in the future, um, Apple Podcasts. So, yeah. Try this again. <laughs> all right. Hopefully, recording is all good. But yeah, what? <laughs> all right, Samira. <laughs> what? <Hello>. What was <laughs> it that drove you in becoming a cinematic animator? Okay. Well, uh, becoming a cinematic animator happened very naturally for me. Uh, I was never. It was never intentional be a cinematic animator i was uh when i was studying uh in academy of art i was studying character animation and my goal was to get into movies um i was uh working uh working mostly like on dialogue based acting and keyframe stuff and i was very obsessed with you know pixar i was i really wanted to like work for a company like pixar and i was um I was uh, applying, well, after I graduated, I was applying to a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of companies, but somehow uh, after numerous rejections, I, was, uh, I saw a job posting from PlayStation for a cinematic uh, animator. Uh, I, I started looking into it back then. I, I wanted to see like, uh, what is it that I will be doing and it sounded very interesting. It sounded something that would be very aligned with my goals. So when I uh, somehow um, it worked out when I had an interview, uh, they liked my keyframe stuff a lot. And uh, I had a I took a class in mo motion capture. So I did sort of know what, I, what to expect. And uh, I realized that it wasn't much different from what I wanted to do. I was very into um, character and story-driven uh, animation, and this this was exactly like that. And uh, I I I really I was very interested in realistic acting. Uh, so somehow, uh, what I was doing as a as a character animation was like very broad. What you can do as a character animator, but. Um, Cinematic animation is, is very realistic. And uh, little by little, I noticed the influence that games have on a uh, different range of people. 
like both kids and adults play games and the content makes it makes it very important what the content we put out there. And I think one reason that I was not very into working for games is the it was the some of the games content was not something I would see myself working on. Uh, was either too violent or too uh, like mundane. So I never thought like, you know, that there are so many good games like the game I'm working on right now, like covers uh, it's uh, it talks about psychosis and like the, the influence that this game has on a lot of people that uh, otherwise wouldn't uh, very, very stood out to me. It gives me like a purpose to work in this industry. And uh, I really believe that when you're working on games and when people are playing games, they're because they're an active participant in the story, it has a much more bigger influence on them than if they were uh, watching a movie like as a passive observer. Um, So that was that's one of the biggest reasons I I got into this and I want to work as a cinematic animator. But the other reasons which are, you know, very important is that one is the security in games. And uh, that I feel like is much more, uh, you know, the pay is much more better. The security is much more better. And uh, since we got caught off, <laughs> you were you were also talking about, you know, how you found that uh, so many people uh, f- during the pandemic uh, realize that you know they still have their game jobs right you were speaking about that right yeah 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 i i found it very very nice that the game industry does provide that more sense of the security for you know those who are working in the industry and they don't really have to deal with pandemics like that again that mm-hmm. <laughs> will compromise their job only because like the whole work from home and work remote life has been a very big deal the past few years. Um, yeah. It's just so easily accessible now for people that you can, this is something that you can get into and it doesn't really require you to do a lot or, I mean, you can do stuff in person, but you can also do online stuff just as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was your overall approach in getting noticed as a cinematic animator? Yeah, my my biggest approach in getting noticed in the industry in general was uh, being, uh, you know, active in especially LinkedIn. Uh, as we were talking, like, you know, LinkedIn... I got most of my jobs in LinkedIn Premium and uh, messaging recruiters, following companies, you know, I liked um, sharing like my portfolio, sharing other people's work, like showing your enthusiasm, right, to mm-hmm. so many people online. <laughs> and um, uh, as I was saying, like there was there are so many people that I got to know through LinkedIn that helped me out, like uh, working on my real um like i don't know just like in general like so much um you get to see like so many people who you never knew they were working in the companies they're working like they could be like the friend of a friend you know you just notice them and you're like oh i can just message my friend (laughs) and my friend can tell their friend you know like she wants to work in this company or whatever so yeah just trying to be visible I guess it's very important on any platform that you can get on helps. Yeah. I noticed a big difference when you reach out to just personal connections you, you may have. And even like LinkedIn has definitely provided value in getting us connected together. And Mm -hmm. we can't really, I mean, there's a right and wrong way to go about it, but you really have to be interested and be authentic. Don't be fake. Don't just message people hoping that you get a job. Um, but really be interested in the people and really ask and get to know them and 
see what they're making because a lot of people in the game industry they really like to talk so give them a reason to yeah definitely and i was as i was mentioning uh, <clears throat> i had like uh you know there was this lady who uh we got uh connected on linkedin and she really was interested in uh making more female animator uh connections and she was saying like you know we need more uh we we need more women in animation and uh, i specifically see that as well like you know in uh in america i feel like it's getting so much better but now now that i'm working in uk i feel like there is like like 10% of us in in our like at least in the company i'm working at and it feels like uh if we just like you know be in touch and like put ourselves out there and you know uh this lady ended up like helping me on this one shot i wanted to do for games and she she basically mentored me through that shot and i feel like some you know sometimes people really want to help each other and we don't think that because we think there's so much competition in our industry like there's so many great you know animators and like creative people <laughs> and you think like oh i have to compete but it's not true it's like even the best want to help you know the one who needs more help they always people do want to help each other and there is enough for all of us i think there is enough jobs you know everyone's coming out with their own companies these days you know <laughs> like uh <laughs> kind of like you don't have to worry about that like as you said don't be fake just like you know um be out there people feel your energy they would want to contact you or they don't want to contact you but people can see more than like you know what you're trying to do like if you're tr- trying too hard maybe uh it will backfire so it's kind of like you just want to be authentic at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you're really it's almost like you're fostering a relationship and you know it it takes time to to network with people, you know? It's not something I mean, you could be very lucky and connect with the right person during like the right place, right time. The job opening opens up like the next day and you guys hit it off really great and automatically they're like hey like i really like your stuff and i would love to give you a referral like feel free to apply and Mm -hmm. i'll make sure my hiring manager sees your (laughs) resume but very rarely that happens but i do notice that in time when you network with people like the payoff in the long run is usually pretty worth it i i found really high success in just talking to other sound designers in the industry and just really like sending them stuff like, Hey, I'm currently working on this. Like any feedback would be nice. And they've usually been very helpful and always given me really unbiased feedback, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So for anyone getting into cinematic animation, where is the best place to start to get into that? Uh, for cinematic animation, I think, uh, I guess, like, I don't, if, if I understand your question right, uh, I think just, like, working on your acting skills, working on uh, cinematography skills, like, maybe uh, for me, like, when I was doing, um, you know, my Pixar classes, it's like uh, you do, uh, there's like this class that you do a sequence. I think it, it's very relevant. Like just make a sequence, like a two character sequence, because you get to do like, you know, camera work, you do the pre visualization, you do your lighting, and it's a story. You tell the story during that sequence. And more than like having to know how to clean up motion capture for, you know, a cinematic animation job, I think. All of these are very important because at the end of the day, you'll, you're going to be doing like, you know, anything from pre-visualization to a final scene with like, you need to like, you know, master your 
facial animation and body mechanics and everything, you know? So I guess mm. like start there, like learn everything about cinematography and um, get a sequence out and then you can start applying if you're like, you know, right out of school. That should help a lot. For me, I think what got me in was my very polished like facial um, like dialogue scenes, you know? Mm. Right. Like, do you have... Did you get involved in like any group projects at all? Or there were more like personal passion solo projects? Uh, I did get involved with group projects, but my uh, demo reel when I applied um, to like, I guess, PlayStation, which was my first job in the like cinematic as a cinematic artist, it was uh, my school projects, like, and not school project, like the class class i guess personal projects <laughs> so it's kind of like um i guess what i would suggest is like people to get like a join one of these online classes like animation mentor animation collaborative like what you get out of those classes like the piece you get out of those classes can get you a job you know mm, it doesn't have yeah. to be i mean i did work on like short movies, you know, here and there. But um, they were not as good as, like, you know, that one scene that you make in one of those classes, you know? Yeah. At least for cinematic role, matters a lot. If you want to do gameplay, that's a whole different story, right? Yeah. You need a lot of body <laughs> mechanics and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, like uh, another side, like side note, I guess, would be like when you're in school and like all of your friends wanting to get work in like the film or like game industry, did were you all kind of like wanting to get into the same like big studios like Pixar and like other bigger animation studios or? No, I think honestly, we all like fall for it, right? <laughs> We're like, like, yeah, I was like, I want to get into Pixar. And like, you know, we don't want to start from, you know, random places or like smaller companies or uh, I think honestly, like the answer would be yes. Like we were all like so focused because like, I remember when I, um, like the Pixar teachers and Academy, like, I mean, I definitely made friends with them and we spoke and everything and everyone, like, they were very friendly with everyone. So they always, they all said like, they all got into blue sky, mm. uh, all together. And then again, all of them got hired into Pixar, but you have to think about it. It was like 20 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> right? The industry has changed. Like it's, very unrealistic to think that, you know, right out of school, even with the best demo reel, you're going to end up in like, you know, I don't know, Blizzard, for example. <laughs> yeah. It takes a while. It takes a while. You have to like do smaller projects. You have to do, um, have like few years of like relevant experience and you can get in. Like, it, I guess like it wasn't for me, you know? getting into Pixar, but if yeah. you really try and like you, you, you could, but I think we shouldn't, it's not realistic for all of us to stay, keep trying to live in that dream because life is like, it's like so much more there. I never knew I'm going to end up where I am right now if I didn't take that leap. And I think I'm pretty satisfied, you know, with where I am. No, that's 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 good. Like, uh, yeah, that's kind of how a lot of us, of my friends, kind of thought about it was like, I want to get into Naughty Dog, I want to get into Blizzard, I want to get into Riot. You know, all these big, heavy hitter studios. But it's like, when you kind of look at it from like more realistic perspective, and you kind of start where you need to start, like every now and then you might get lucky to get that first gig in like a big name studio, but it's very rare. But if you can really 
just work on your craft and use that relevant experience and allow it to grow you, then usually you never know. In the next five, 10 years, you might be in the studio that you really, really want to work, but it's not like you're not, you know, thankful for the opportunity you have now. Yeah, but also like, I think everyone should know what what they really want because like working in a big company, you get to do work on amazing, you know, projects and stuff, but you don't have that much voice. Mm. It's kind of like you get that voice when you work for a smaller studio because you're, you're a, you know, you're a bigger asset to a smaller studio than you are to yeah. a big company. So I feel like that's another thing. We're like, oh, I want to work for this big company. And when you start working for a big company, you feel like, okay, like, am I happy? Am I, am I just working 24-7? Or, you know, like, how much does my opinion matter? Like, how much do I want to, like, be involved? Like, some people care to have more involvement than, like, for example, just animating, you know? Right. I think I'm one of those people. Like I like to be involved in the story. I like to like, you know, have like there were times that like I've been told like, no, you just do what we give you. Like, you know, just go there and do this. And I felt like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to go explore. I want to work for different companies. I want to see how much voice I have in different companies. So I feel like if you really aim for that big company right off the bat, you're basically giving up on all these other things that could fulfill you you know you might be working on a smaller project but you might feel like oh wow like i had an idea and my idea actually got into it you know and like it matters you know rather than like okay everything is set in stone this is naughty dog this is the script and you just get to like play with these keys and make it work rather than like wait, we have a game that is experimental. Now we get to actually think together and see what will look or feel better. Why don't you go like do some sketches? Why don't you go just make a pre-visualization? And then, you know, like you're like, okay, this is cool. You feel, you feel more valuable, you know? That's how I feel now that I'm working for a smaller company. And I find value in that. So I think everyone should think about that before, you know, running for everything everyone else is running for, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I I think the whole know what you want is very key because it's like, yeah, when you think about it, most creatives like us, like, we like to have a creative voice in what we do and have an impact somewhat in the creative direction for a project. So it's like, I, I I really appreciate those who do work in those bigger studios, but at the same time, I understand them leaving and going to a more indie route or a more smaller studio to not really feel like a cog in the machine. Yeah, yeah. I totally feel them too. And both is okay. You just got to understand who are you, like what part do you want to play you know yeah what was the biggest obstacle of like a challenge you faced getting your foot in the door in the industry i guess competition right (laughs) (laughs) it's like like people are so good like it's um it's like i guess um i guess it's kind of like Yeah, that question is something that I had to think twice because I guess for me, it was just like realizing that, okay, no matter how much, how hard I try, there's someone who's a better animator than me, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that gets to you, right? Like you kind of keep having interviews and you get rejected or whatever. But I think like uh, having to, working on your interview skills matter a lot. That's one thing I learned. Like mm-hmm. I had, I, I had wrong answers, you know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and afterwards like, oh, oh shit. Like I said, like, I should have said something else, you know, why did I answer like this, <laughs> you know, but, um, definitely, uh, 
like when you're applying to somewhere, like just study that company, you know,、uh, know more about it, like learn everything about it, work on your interview skills. I feel like for me, I guess like my barrier, like a personal barrier, was that I would、um, maybe like if my work wasn't good, I never got it, right? But if I did get an interview, maybe I messed up the interview by,、mm. um, you know, not knowing like what question I have from them. The one thing I learned is like,、uh, if you're not inspired by the content of whatever you want to work on or wherever the company that is, they can tell. Like、mm. you, it shows. You know, like. You no, you can't fake it. You can't fake an interview. You have to really be inspired by the content. And if you get rejected, like by a studio that you applied for, because we end up applying for so many studios, just think about maybe, like you know, it wasn't for you. Like there is a reason. You know, if 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 it was for you, you would have got it. Like you you can think about it and say like, okay, I really really like. When they asked me this question, I was just I was trying so hard to get this job because, you know, I want to get my foot in the door. But do I even believe in the game that they're making, or do I believe、mm. in the movie that they're making, or whatever it is? Like, is it just because I wanted this job because like I need money, or right? You know, it could tell who's who's the most enthusiastic about, you know. The, the whatever interview you're having, and of course they're gonna go with that person, you know. <laughs> yeah.、So、just move on, and、uh, yeah, go for the next one interview. Yeah, I think my biggest mistake was like, I would apply to as many sound design jobs as I could, and、mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there were quality applications.、Um, So I, I realize I need to focus more on quality and like also really find the studios that match my skills, my experience, but also the fit. I think the fit's really important. Yeah. Like I, I never really.、Um, it, it's almost like you really have to. Really be interested in what they're making, and also, I I already like told myself this like, I would never really see myself working and making a sports game, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm not really、oh, into、yeah. the race car games. I'm not into the sports stuff. Like, and、I'm、even if I was really、list. desperate, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if I was really. Desperate for for work in that, like I know, like yeah, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't believe in it. I wouldn't really be invested in it, and I don't want to hurt the studio, and or the client I'm working with. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I remember this one interview I had, like I don't know, a couple years ago, and I was like so. I guess I was so broke <laughs> that I was like, okay, I'm just going to do all these interviews, right? And. When I was having the interview, I literally like felt like I don't know, like sick in my stomach because I really didn't want that job, but I really wanted to get that job. I don't know if you, I mean, you probably understand that when you like feel like okay, I'm a sound designer and I have to, I need a job right now, so like maybe I can get this job, you know, making sound for the sport game. But then when you're doing the interview, you almost like feel like. You know, so inauthentic. You know, <laughs> they're like, "Why did you choose us? Because you guys are amazing." Like, not really, you know. <laughs> But like, that's true. Like, don't just apply to anything. That's another thing. Just, I believe we kind of. I really believe this that we attract as much as we、um, like put into something. Like, we attract it. If something is really aligned with you and. It's a game that resonates with you. It's something you really want to do, and you know you apply for it. You don't even have to try hard. You know, like when I applied to my job, like I got a call a couple months later, and I really thought that one is like I'm not getting that. You know, I was like, okay, like I didn't hear back, 
and they just randomly called and it was like so natural it was like oh my god like i i really wanted this and they called me and i was in europe and i was like how did they even have my phone and i noticed like oh i had my phone number here or whatever but i really believe i kind of like at the same time of wanting it i feel like it meant to be you know they kind of they noticed me too if they called me after two months you know i wasn't lost in the applicants so it's kind of like do your work but don't be desperate and then don't apply to everything that you don't like to do <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think the whole fake it till you make it doesn't really apply to the game industry really <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It's like you'll be miserable if you have that job at the end anyways. So just have patience, you know, like maybe don't make much money for a while or do freelance work. But make sure you at the end, you put your energy into something you're passionate about because it matters, you know, it matters in the quality of your life every day. Right. Yeah. Do you have like, I mean, you said LinkedIn earlier, but do you have like other networking strategies to kind of like get noticed by a specific studio? Uh, I wouldn't know like how to get noticed by a specific studio, but like I used to go on like these meetups, you know, where like people from your industry, you know, like just go on meetup and look for them. And like <clears throat> Eventbrite, you know, like in San Francisco, I ended up going to a couple of studios. Um, they're always really good. I mean, you go and meet people and um, I guess like all these meetings, you know, like meetup, Eventbrite, uh, following companies. Um, yeah. I couldn't they are socialize <laughs> be active you know as much as you can like socializing does like yeah does a lot i guess but yeah i wouldn't know do you consider yourself like an outgoing extrovert type of person or an introvert when it comes to like socializing <laughs> i actually consider myself more of an extrovert i mean it's 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 like a i mean i don't know if you've ever done those quizzes <laughs> but i'm kind of 50 50 yeah I'm like literally like 50 percent introvert and so it's kind of like when i'm working and like you know busy with my i guess creative process or whatever like i really don't want to be bothered like i really enjoy working from home which is interesting i really like enjoy working from home but like the moment Friday hits, I need to go out and like hang out with people. So it's like a balance with me. Um, but uh, I guess like, yeah, I'm, I haven't, it's not, I know like some people have a hard time. If you're like a, I don't know, maybe I'm generalizing, but if you're a hardcore gamer, sometimes they don't, they might, you might not be like very, into like the socializing aspect of like real face-to-face -face, i would assume so i guess like you gotta get out of your comfort zone right yeah that was me in high school <laughs> <laughs> oh was it <laughs> yeah but then i learned like so I, I like talking to people i like listening i like listening to people um and it, it's just really fun for me like i like to really not make things about myself, but I try to help people. I try to, anyone that is really close within like my connection circle, I do everything I can to be there for them and to help them out, whatever they're going through. But yeah, like socializing <laughs> is really important in this industry because you can be the best animator, sound designer, but if nobody knows you exist, yeah, it's it's not really going to go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to have like a 
small circle of friends at least at least make some extroverted friends because <laughs> they'll do the job for you right <laughs> no yeah they for talk, sure talk about you and so this was like another like fun question I wanted to ask you. So mm -hmm. on your portfolio, I saw that you did stuff for uh, Fallen Order, correct? Yeah, yeah. Were you like a diehard Star Wars fan when you worked on that project or you didn't start getting into Star Wars until you started that project? Yeah, that's a, another very <laughs> interesting <laughs> thing, right? Like, um. I was going to say, like, uh, you know, like, you know, um, like as a general rule, I, I would tell to people who want to get into cinematic animation, uh, animation that they don't, ha you don't have to be a gamer to be a cinematic animator because, uh, you know, it's, it's all about, it's all character driven and, you know, cinematography and you just have to like know how to, you know, like if as long as you're interested in that, you have a passion for that, you're you're gonna be good. I was not like a hardcore gamer at all and I was not into Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> so I yeah, so when I got this project I, I had to start, you know, researching it and everything. But that didn't affect like my work at all. But nobody wants to hear that. Like, it's not an answer you would want to hear, right? No, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to hear, like, you know, like, oh, my God, like, I, I love. But because I'm not American, like, I, I'm from Iran, and I moved to America when I was, like, 22. I didn't grow up with Star Wars. Like, I didn't, um, I, a lot of the, like, you know, the movies or games or whatever that are very cultural for America, I didn't. I was never involved, like I, I wasn't, I didn't know about them, but um, I really enjoyed it, you know, <laughs> and I learned about it, yeah, on the, on the fly, I guess. No, yeah. Well, I'm not trying to toot your horn for you, but I have a lot of people, me including myself, that really thought the animations and the cinematics were amazing. <laughs> So good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So before we wrap up the, the show, um, I would like to ask, like, is there a hard truth or a golden nugget you like to give to those getting into character animation? Uh, char like character animation in general or cinematic animation? Um. Well, I guess just overall animation altogether. I mean, if you, yeah, like the differences between both, anything. Uh, golden nugget. I wouldn't like, uh, I don't know exactly like if I have anything golden to say, but definitely if you want to like work for, I mean, any sort of animation. I think it's uh, it's very important to like think about the content. I guess like it's it's like uh, I guess I can just talk for myself. I wouldn't know like why people get into animation to start with, but the reason I wanted to animate or do animation is I wanted to make people feel. That was my only reason. Like, it wasn't because, like, I was a gamer, I, w I fell in love with this movie or this game, and I wanted to replicate it. It was just because I wanted to, every time, like, I watch a Pixar movie, I cry, you know, no matter what movie it is. It's like, I, it's like, how can they make me cry, right? It's like, I wanted to do that. I want people, when they see, like, you know, a scene, like, feel something, be sad, be happy, laugh, whatever, and they do amazing jobs, so it's like, for me, it was about that, and I feel like some people think if they if they can animate, they can animate anything, right? And they go ahead and animate anything, and they say, like, oh, I just want to animate. Like, I don't care, you know, as long as I'm animating, I'm happy. But I always say, like, 
for me it matters a lot like what is it that you're animating what is it what what game is it that you're working on you know is it you know gonna ruin a lot of kids <laughs> which a lot of those games do you know like it makes me sad and it does it does affect me and like you know it has a correlation with like the violence in the country or it has a correlation everything you put out there every time you're watching a movie we are being hypnotized it's a it's a rule you know you are basically being hypnotized and imagine when you're playing a game you are you are even participating in whatever you're doing you know so it's kind of like if you're playing grand theft auto you know like is it do you, like you know do you want to participate in that do you want to create that or do you want to create something you know that has a message or just like don't think uh, at your craft as a tool look at it you know as a as a live like art you know it is going to influence people and you should care about where are you using that craft, I guess. Yeah, I get very deep. So <laughs> that's my golden nugget. <laughs> no, that, no, I like it's interesting because I had like when I talk to my friends about like certain animes or like film, like they always talk about like, oh, well, it ended really like terrible. Like the emotion was really dark and wasn't happy at all. But it was so good. And then you have like the happy endings, right? But it's just like for me and anything, all creative, like anything, to me, the best artists, the best creatives are the ones that make you feel something. Like, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't even have to be a good emotion. It could be a bad be emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do you find yourself, it really just, depends on the season you're at as far as i mean obviously when you're working under a studio or a client it's what they want and what they want to make right but when you're creating something personal does it kind of depend where you're at like how you're feeling that in that specific moment uh, i think definitely yeah i think definitely if you're making something personal it always resonates how you're fe feeling at that time um, I mean, I used to, like, study fine art before I got into animation. And uh, when I was, you know, depressed <laughs> at one point in my life, my art was really dark. And it's good because that's what art should be. You're supposed to, like, express yourself. And when you're expressing yourself, you get it out. And when you're getting it out, you heal. So I think uh, when I was doing animation... And at one point, like, I was doing a personal scene. Uh, it was always, like, the personal scenes I did was always about, like, a phase in my life that I was going through. It was either, like, you know, a breakup or when I was, like, I don't know, super happy. Like, I was doing these happy scenes. And it's always like that. And I think... I think that's the beauty, right? Like when you when you end up into a franchise, you know, of something, you lose that beauty because you're like, okay, this franchise about is about this and we need to like keep this concept going and because it always ended happy, we have to keep it happy at the end. <laughs> and you lose that spark. So that's why I'm very into indie as well, you know. So um again, working for smaller studios has its beauty. You know, you get to work on more meaningful stuff and you might even eat the bigger studios, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. Do you have a favorite Pixar film or all of them are kind of like different in their own way? All of them are beautiful. I think I, I liked Inside Out a lot, but I, I love like. Um, you know, like work, like, um, like I like neuroscience a lot and I like any movie. <laughs> I mean, even the game we're working on has a lot of like, they're working with a neuroscientist and it's about psychosis and like, you know, 
it's like uh, for me it's like that's why I'm happy where I am right now it's like the concept can make like do half 50% <laughs> for me you know like in my happiness but I love like uh, inside out and then the soul and I love the direction they're going with like getting all like spiritual and stuff <laughs> like uh, it's pretty cool um, how they're like introducing these new concepts you know no yeah for sure i think my favorite pixar film or films would be the incredibles uh record ralph and then as far as like the emotional side of things like definitely up for me oh yeah up definitely and those ones are like super fun yeah i mean anything they make it's just like coco coco was my favorite Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, yeah. definitely Coco. As a musician, I really love Coco. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely the part that he's singing for the grandma. I cried oh, every goodness. time. <laughs> well, like that, and like as a music, like a, as a musician, you really appreciate the details, like oh, how yeah. they got the guitar playing really accurate, and I don't know that th th those little details really like make it for me. Oh yeah! No, definitely. As a musician, it should be amazing. Yeah, that one. So, like, during your off time or, like, downtime, I guess, in your work, do you play any games at all? Or do you just, you know, just have any other additional activities you do? Um, I don't, like, I feel like all day I'm basically in front of the computer. So I'm more, like... Yeah, definitely not. I don't feel like playing games afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, like, that's another thing. Like, when you're doing cinematic animation, um, like, yeah, playing games is useful. But we have to watch a lot of movies. Kind of like, mm. you know, they tell you, like, go watch this. Because we have to do a lot of camera work. And um, it's... Um, I mean, the camera work on its own, it's like a whole craft, right? <laughs> so you have yeah. to constantly, like, you know, keep up to date with, like, all these um, movies, you know? So I definitely, these days, because of what I'm, what we're doing at work, uh, I'm watching a lot of movies. Um, okay. That but, makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if you're doing gameplay animation, you got to play more games. Mm. as well but like for cinematics it's kind of like um yeah hasn't been required yeah it's just something that it's almost like you're always practicing your craft like as much as you can yeah exactly like to to wrap up the podcast for sure i just want to say like Thank you for taking this time to talk to me about this kind of stuff, because even though I'm a sound designer and musician, I do not really know much about cinematic animation at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. It was very nice talking to you. Um, it's, um, it's nice to talk to people from different, uh, you know, like uh, principles. No, yeah, definitely. I th I thought you were gonna say like different, like because both of you and I are basically Cal Californians. <laughs> yeah, I lived there like most mostly in America when I was, but um, no, it's awesome, and I think what you do is pretty pretty cool. Like I, um, we work very, but that's another thing. When I was working in PlayStation, like I didn't see other principles, you know, because we were just mm -hmm. like only animators in one building but here like i hang out with a lot of uh, sound design guys and your work your guys work is awesome like you know they're so lively and they're so emotional <laughs> and like <laughs> always like finding inspiration and like i love it you know like um you guys know how to have fun <laughs> yeah I i'm glad to hear that i we do get the whole like you guys are weird you make weird sounds in the other room i have no idea what you guys are doing oh, i love it <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I have this uh, thing I always, this is kind of like my, it's not really my motto for like me as a sound designer, but one of my friends who also works in the game industry brought up this idea just mm-hmm. because it would be kind of funny, but be like, yeah, be like, hey, my name's Christian Camargo and I make weird sounds. <laughs> and it's always seemed to be a good icebreaker, I've noticed every time I like bring that up to people. They either laugh or they're either like, oh, why is that? And then it just kind of builds a conversation from there. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome. That's like, you know, super creative field. And um, it matters a lot. And definitely cinematic animation, like most of most of the feeling of the cinematic scene you want to get is from the sound. So mm. I see the value of it now a lot since... <laughs> We all work very closely, you know, and, uh, and then, no, yeah, you know. definitely. But no, Any, thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, is there is there any particular place for people to find you or like contact you? Uh, I guess like I'm on LinkedIn. I have a website. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very, yeah. <laughs> Not like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> no. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely LinkedIn. It's like okay. most professional, yeah. <laughs> All right. No, th- thanks again for taking the time, Samira. I really enjoyed um, recording this. And thank you for being patient with me about earlier about the recording problems. <laughs> oh, no worries. I'm glad this time it looked like it recorded all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm happy this happy the way this one turned out for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Very nice talking to you.